Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But my, have, what um, do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 123 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me on the phone, Charles Hedlund. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I wish I was doing better, but I'm doing great, bud. That's awesome, man. I'm stoked about this one. Season's kicked off. It's cool outside. It feels nice. It's like season, man, right? It is. It's it's middle of November right now, basically, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's what it feels like. I mean, this weekend's (laughs) definitely going to feel like that. It's supposed to be like 34 on Saturday or something. Oh, my God. I know. It's going to be like October 8th. Is that what it is? No. October Yeah, October 8th, and it's going to be 34 degrees. Wow. Dude, that is insane. I mean, it actually has me in a little bit of a loop because if we start thinking about it, I mean, I'm not usually ready to hunt bucks at this point. I'm not targeting this early. Usually I'm trying to get, you know, a little bit of uh freezer meat. Yeah, get a couple of does out of the way and, you know, just keep rolling with it. But I mean, it is seriously getting cold. I can think of many years October eighth, man, sweating my nuts off, honestly. I mean, look at last year. It was nineties first week of season. It was, man. It was. It was oh man, it's so bad hunting in weather like that too. It's just not fun. Yeah. The mosquitoes really are out amazing. and you're just sweating, you're uncomfortable, you're trying to go slow to your stand, but no matter what, you sweat. So the climbing's just miserable, and you're sitting out there, and you're like, I'm not going to see shit tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's been it's been beautiful. We can't really ask for anything better. It's been maybe just touching the 60s, lows down in the 40s. Uh, if you want to hang a deer overnight, you can hang a deer overnight at this point. I mean, dude, come on now. First week of season, it's been what every bow hunter dreams of. I mean, 
if you weren't ready for deer season at this point, this is the kick in the ass you needed to get you feeling just some kind of way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I mean, honestly, if it's been this cool so far, I don't want to like drink cause I'm going to knock on a little bit of wood real quick, but like, what's the rut going to look like if it's this cool this early? Are we going to have like an early one? I mean, my God, man. I, I don't know. I mean, weather definitely plays a huge effect in how we see as far as buck movement goes. I mean, look at this past week. There's been a lot of bucks hitting the ground this past week. And that's all over the country. I mean, October 1st, most deer seasons, if not all of them, are in by now. And there are deer just dropping like flies. It's pretty nice bucks, too. If you're in the bow hunting league and following that, there are a lot of big deer falling. And it's just everybody talks about that first cold front in October, but nobody expects it to be October 1st. Like, honestly, I don't even think it was October 1st, man. It was when you were hunting early season that oh, cold yeah. front was prior. blew in. It was September. So yep. now, like, looking forward, I'm like, I don't see a cold front coming quite yet. Although it's cooling down, I'm, I'm not calling it a cold front. There's no, like, storm system rolling in or anything like that. But holy smokes, man. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have the drastic change in, in temperatures. And that usually does get, you know, the big mature deer up and moving. But, you know, the consistent cold, it's got to be turning them into another gear of, of we need to eat. We need to get some food in our bodies. You know, we got to build up of the ruts coming, whatever, you know, they have to be able to put some mass on for what's coming. And I think that's why we're seeing more deer dying. But it, now's the time to go back and listen to a lot of those guys that talk about early season success and getting it done in the first cold front in October and really paying attention to what they're doing, because this is an opportunity like none other. No, I totally agree, man. And we have so much food this year. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, once we get one of these high pressure systems coming in and we have this cool weather, it's going to be ridiculous. Like absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You typically might have an opportunity or two in the, the first half of October for cold weather, cold fronts and, and air quotes that you can get out and hunt. Now for the weekend warrior right now, I mean, you're getting, quite the experience if you're just making it out on a weekend you're getting pretty good weather you know usually it's hit or miss you might get a cold front on a wednesday where it storms like crazy you know and you get that big temperature switch and you can't get out there you can't be out in the woods without taking you know pto days no definitely but right no. now i mean every day is cold it's it's really a kick in the butt to be like hey i want to get out after work and just try it for a few hours and i'll tell you what my sit last saturday first day of the season statewide i had deer coming in to acorns at 345 yeah I man mean, that's insane that is pretty that's damn early. insane yeah i mean up on their feet i can even think last saturday dude when i was driving i think i was actually marco poloing uh the group and i was driving i had i was probably five minutes into my ride out to that spot and i looked over on a power line and dude there was a stud an absolute stud mm. standing on that power line right by the road I actually thought it was Robo Deer. Maybe it was the game commission. I'm not sure. But, <laughs> um, dude, it was right by the road. And it was like, I think it was like three. It was it was just before four o'clock, I think. Yeah, it was early. And he was just chilling on his feet already. I mean, that's that's insane, man. Yeah, that was the, definitely the same day. I was already up in the tree because we knew we were getting into an area up on this ridge with some white oaks and red oak mixed. And typically in the past, we'd always walk in on deer and they'd already be feeding there when we go in for the afternoon. So, you know, Sam and I, we decided we we're going to get in real early. 
Um, and I'm glad we did because we didn't bump any deer, but we, I had an opportunity that I ended up blowing, but in the end, it was the right call to get out there super early. And typically it's hot. Uh, there's no way you're going to see me out in the woods at noon, one o'clock. Uh, I mean, that that's insane to even think about first day of season. Definitely not. No, I wouldn't even, dude, I'd still be doing my, whatever I'm going to do during the day. Like right. <laughs> that's not even like a thought in my mind. And Saturday was actually kind of a weird day too. We had that big storm rolling also. I mean, that was, it was pretty yeah. gnarly, man. I know I was driving. It was like a freaking monsoon. And when I pulled in the parking lot and I started walking, I was, uh, I was getting pelted in the face. <laughs> pretty gnarly. But well, you guys got a lot worse. I mean, we never even saw rain, uh, which was really weird because I was watching your polo. I was watching Justin and Adam's polo. You both of you were getting absolutely just shit on with rain. And we're sitting up there thinking, oh boy, it's coming any minute. And the Weather Channel saying 90% chance at five o'clock, you know, 80% chance at six o'clock. And we're, we just had deer come in and I'm sitting there going, you know, I really don't want to get wet right now. And, you know, Sam was a little under the weather, which thanks a lot, Sam. Appreciate your uh, illnesses. Um, but, you know, he was like, I, I really can't afford to make it any worse. I mean, maybe we'll get down a little early and we got down around duskish. But, I mean, I can, we can get into that a little farther down the road, too, in, in this little recap we have first week of season. But just because, you know, a bunch of different things made us make that decision other than just we thought it was going to rain. But it, it definitely played a part in, in some of our hunts up there, cut them short. But we never got it. It just kept swirling where you guys were it, or just between us, maybe. We, yeah. we never got the rain. I think it stayed a little south of you, and I think it stayed a little north of, like, where we are here, and I drove north, so, I mean, it hit us, but, you know, that being said, man, let's kind of, let's go over the first day of season, let's let's go over the opener, and then we'll kind of backtrack a little bit, and we'll cover um, your early season hunts and my early season hunt. Okay. Did you get out the uh, first morning? Yeah. No, I didn't go out first morning, so okay. I'll just, I'll kick it off right there then. Um, I had plans on getting out first morning. I was looking at the weather the night before, and I was looking at the wind. And it was a little sketchy on the spot that I wanted to go hunt. Um, so I woke up in the morning and, dude, I was I was freaking beat, man. I was like, it's opening day. It's cool, yeah, but I'm so freaking tired. I'm just going to go out and do an evening sit. I had, like, an idea of a place I wanted to go. I didn't have a tree picked out or anything. So I was just like, I'm going to go out and do a little scouting, scout my way in, and then pick a tree and, and, and hunt. But, um, like I said, we were we, I was driving out, and it was, it was pouring. I was trying to catch the tail end of that storm. And I definitely did. <laughs> um, when I was driving, it was like a freaking monsoon, man. And uh, I got out there. I pulled in the parking lot. And there were two cars there already. Um, one guy was still sitting in the car. And the other guy had already been out. Um, but I started. I was. It was. It really started pouring when I got there. I was like, this is going to be really bad if I have to sit here until it stops. And I wasn't really planning on doing that. I wanted to get in while it was still raining. So I had a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of like cover I get in nice and clean and quiet which ended up happening but um I got out of the car and I started getting dressed and the dude like put down his window he's like hey come here and I went over and talked to him super nice guy um he was actually down from 2b um that's where he was from which was kind of interesting um he grew up in the area and he was like I've never hunted this piece I wanted to come checking out he was super nice but um I was we just kind of game planned a little bit he was like I'm gonna go this way I was like I'm going the total opposite direction of you man so 
we'll be all right. We're not going to ruin each other's hunts or anything like that. But um, I got in. I had pretty good walk to get into the spot that I wanted to go. And it's this it's this timber piece, but it borders this pretty pretty decently large swamp. And my original intention was to get in. There's like um, it's a really hard edge, and then there's this really big finger that runs out into the swamp. And I know there's oaks on it. And from scouting in the past, I I knew that they were red oaks. So it's a really good bedding area. It's pretty thick out on that finger. Um, so I was going to try and get on like the front of the finger, basically on that edge and let them work their way out to me to the white oaks and walking in, um, dude, the sign was incredible because there were just, there were white oaks dropping, there were hickory nuts dropping. And I found a good spot where it was looking like it was getting beat pretty good. My wind was good. So kind of took my own advice and didn't walk past hot sign to go to a spot that I just wanted to like hunt. You know what I mean? Nice. So I set up in that spot and I started going up this one tree, really awesome freaking tree, man. It was a, it was a white Oak, but it split, which I thought was interesting. Um, so I started going up the larger of the splits and I got my first stick on. It was no problem. Started going up and dude, I just, the way that it split, I could not get, my rope mod like around it. I couldn't grab the other side of it. It was just freaking huge. It, like my rope was big enough to get around it, but the way that I was like trying to whip it, it kept hitting that other trunk Oh, and yeah. I couldn't get it through. And I was like, dude, I'm just like spending so much time trying to get my sticks on, let alone once I get up there, what if I can't get my platform around it? Cause right. my rope mods are a little bigger. So I climbed down. I went over to another tree where I had, a little bit better back cover, but I, I like having that extra tree just for a little bit more cover so I can get my bow drawn and stuff. But um, I hunted that tree, which was a white oak, and they were all dropping around me. It was actually kind of like deafening at how many acorns were dropping. But my wind was good. The rain stopped about 20 minutes after I got in the tree, and I was like, this is going to be excellent. My wind's good. The rain stopped. They're going to get up on their feet. It was like oh shoot I don't know what time it was by the time I got up there probably like five o'clock so I was a little later getting in the stand than I wanted to be but I, that storm I figured kept them down and they would get up anyway but probably like 620 ish my wind did a complete 360 man I felt it on the back of my neck it was coming out of uh, the northeast dude it was like a straight south wind all of a sudden I was like this is terrible it started blowing straight into the swamp I was like, do I get down? I And in reality, I probably should have got down, but I didn't. I stayed up in the tree, and I didn't see shit that night, man. Great area, well, lots of food. I just think yeah. that wind shift is really what messed me up, or in reality, also, there's so much food in that area from all those white oaks because they're just littered everywhere. They just might not have fed to me also. Right. Yeah, it's tough to say. I mean, who knows if you would have kept going down that finger like you planned, whether you would have gotten into even more hot sign. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, you were just kind of at the, the nighttime feeding sign. But I kind of like how, how you didn't pass it up. Because I was going to add, you know, early in the season, I don't I don't like the pass hot sign. I, I mean, don't either. Deer are typically moving a lot more. It's cold right now. So you've you got to figure deer are moving a little farther uh, to get food and they're, they're moving a little earlier. Yeah. At least that was my assumption. And that's what I, I saw personally as well from the tree. Yeah. I got to throw a little shout out to real quick to screw gear because dude, I walked in, it was freaking pouring, man, but I was wearing, um, like my base layer top and my, uh, hard scrabble bottoms and my bottoms were, were fine. They weren't wet at all. Obviously, um, I think I was wearing the wasage. 
and um, it got wet, and I was wearing my hard scrabble vest, and actually underneath my vest was completely dry, but my arms were soaking wet, so I actually stripped that off and threw on my Alpine, and I threw on uh, my Mad Trapper hoodie, and then I threw on my hard scrabble jacket, and dude, I was cozy the rest of the night. I was completely dry, and it was it was downpouring, dude. <laughs> I, I can I can definitely attest to it, man. I mean, they they make quality products. I, there's nothing else we could say about it. They make quality products and they withhold. What I love about it is when they call it an all season jacket, all season pant, all season vest, and that hard scrabble line, they literally mean all seasons. I mean, you could basically go through anything in that line, and it's gonna withstand it. You know. Uh, obviously the severe it's not a rain jacket but it's going to help you through whatever rain you might catch while you're in the tree if you run into a little bit and that's what happened to me down in 2b i was wearing it and i was fine yeah dude i took 20 minutes of like heavy heavy rain and it was perfectly dry yeah i'm I'm a little surprised that you went with the alpine rather than the uh the 150 base layer dude Um, i was trying i wasn't sure what was going to happen that night honestly i was just i was like i'm gonna walk in because it was it wasn't cold, but it was cooler, and I had such a long walk to get in there. I knew I was going to be trying to, like, kind of get in there a little bit quicker. I was sweating it up, and I probably, right. push come to shove, I probably should have wore the 150s, but um, I was toasty no matter what. Well, it's nice to see you have options, too. You know, you can throw the Alpine in, and now you know, hey, this combination works. Dude, it sat you know, so small on the bottom range. of my backpack, I didn't even know it was there oh, when I yeah. pulled it out. Yeah, I wore it scouting a couple times this year. I love that shirt. I can't believe it. I don't know if that's been around for a while or what, but um, it went on sale, and I was like, I have to have one of those. Yeah, I man. mean, I just have to have it. And I, I like that shirt a lot, but you, you probably won't catch me in any hunt without the 150s on base um, unless, you know, something drastic happened to them that I'm not wearing them. But that's just my personal preference. I sweat a lot and i like to have that kind of absorb and not hold the the scent and also you know keep me kind of dry and warm but i'll tell you i i had basically the same as you on now we didn't have the ring so i went in with the 150 and the best i walked in that way and then i brought the jacket and i even had the uh, ptarmigan jacket on over top for my sit for the afternoon but that that's because i figured the temperatures might drop and we might run into some rain and that ptarmigan's um, supposed to hold up with the rain pretty well as well. So yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. But to start, I mean, the morning hunt, I, I did get out, went up to the camp. I went up Friday afternoon. I brought my nephew up with me. It was uh, my entire family plus Sam and my nephew. So it was all of us brothers, my dad, um, uh, Russ's wife, Jess. I mean, we, we were all up there. And then uh, – Grimes was supposed to come up and meet us, and that's a whole another story that is weird, but we won't get into it. <laughs> so we got up, we went out in the morning. Everybody made, everybody got up, everybody got out in the morning, and I figured my thought process for the morning was because it's hard for me to think up there any spot that I would hunt that's not on a food source. So in the past, I tried this spot that's in the middle of a slash, and it's a grown-up slash. I I don't know how many years old. It, it might be a ten. 12 year old slash so it's it's pretty mature but as anybody that's hunted in those i mean you know everything's laying on the ground dead every little twig just snap crackle pops and it's really hard to move in so two years ago i tried to access that from a different side and i crashed and burned through the whole place never saw a deer 
So I found on that day walking out a better way in. So I got in and my whole thought process was, I'm gonna sit here, I'm on the edge of where I know historically I've killed some deer first day, early season on acorns, and I'm expecting them to come off those acorns and feed into me and bed down in this grassy open area within the slash. So I got in, I was gonna hunt from the ground, there's no trees. Um, and I sit down, I get set up and have my back to the slash. The wind's perfect. It's coming from my left shoulder and my right shoulder. It's blowing in the way I came in. I'm imagining deer coming from basically my left shoulder across my face. And sure enough, it's, it's still dark out, but I can start to see around me and I'm all set up, ready to go. And I hear something kind of fumbling around behind me and I blow it off. Maybe it's a porcupine, you know, maybe it's a raccoon, whatever. And next thing I know, it's seven o'clock and I hear twig snapping and something walking towards me. And I, oh, and I look over my back right shoulder where nothing's supposed to come from. And there's a deer basically working from my left shoulder, to my right shoulder, but directly behind me. Dude, I thought you were going to say it was a bear. I, I <laughs> thought it was. Honestly, <laughs> my first thought was that's either a bear or a deer. And I was leaning towards bear the way it was moving. The, the way everything went down, I was like, that's probably a bear. So I look back, it's a deer. I'm like, okay, it's a deer, cool. <laughs> and it J-hooks in, and it comes out around, and don't you know, it pops out at like eight yards directly behind me. And I am not set up to shoot behind me. I mean, it, it's open-ish um, from that angle. I didn't expect with all the blowdown stuff for anything to come through there, but there was one trail I didn't see that they that she hooked around on. She busts me. She literally stops, looks right at me. I'm hiding. I don't have anything really showing, but I'm not hidden very well either. I'm kind of just hunched down on the ground real low. And she kind of gives me that nod, and she flicks her tail and just walks off back the way she came. And she didn't run. She didn't snort. She didn't blow out of there. I thought that was pretty cool, but that was the only deer I saw all morning. So I, I was a little pumped up. At least this time I saw a deer. It kind of worked. There's a lot of old rubs in there. I think that spot come the rut would be insane. There are just crossing trails from when they cut it coming through that spot and everything's within 30 yards shooting. If I got the right wind, that spot from the ground, the only problem would be cover because I'm guessing later in the year that some of that grassy stuff is going to be matted down. Yeah, probably. But, you know, it is, it could be, a really good spot. And I found that spot in late season muzzleloader years back, pushing through there, kind of doing a, we were doing a slow wind bump, try to get a shot with a muzzleloader, just creeping through. Yeah. And the sign I saw, dude, there were rubs as tall as my muzzleloader. I mean, I was marking everything and that's what made me want to go in there. But maybe later in the year when uh doe get pushed back a little farther, what I'm thinking happened is, those deer probably bedded closer to the edge of that slash and the, and the acorns, uh, the oak trees. They were probably just maybe 10 feet inside the line. Normally, we get a lot of pressure of people coming in that way and pushing them towards us. But I didn't hunt back there. I don't know if they even saw any pressure. Um, so I'm guessing those deer just kind of, I don't know, hung out tight, but they did not come through in the morning. Nice, man. So. Well, I mean, it yeah. seemed like it was a pretty good morning hunt. Um, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. 
I have, I feel like in my mind, I kind of have an idea of what you're talking about, to be honest with you, but, um, um I won't, def- I won't di- divulge yeah. any information. <laughs> I mean, we can use code terminology, maybe. I don't know. People might even know that, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you know, where uh, maybe I shouldn't say. Don't it. even worry about it, man. We'll just keep moving <laughs> on. How was your, uh, how was your evening? The evening, uh, I kind of preluded to, it was good. I mean, we got in real early. We got set up. I got in the ugliest tree, absolutely imaginable. Um, trying to one stick this tree, and it's it's a single tree coming up, and then it's split. And one was probably you know the size of your calf muscle, and the other one was probably about just smaller than what your what your waist would be. But that thing turned and twisted. It was a young beech tree, so it had all the curves and twists in the world coming up at thing and it was right in the perfect spot the wind and everything all the sign we saw uh, i'm hanging basically upside down trying to climb this thing and i get a call from sam he's 50 yards behind me he's like i have this dead tree beside me i went to test its strength and i touched it and as soon as i touched it it broke and i am literally holding it right now what do i do (laughs) i started laughing i'm like well it's super windy right now. It's early. Like, dude, just just let it rip. Just drop it. I mean, it's before probably 2 o'clock, if not around 2 o'clock. So he lets this thing crash, and, I mean, it just explodes. How big of a and tree I'm was laughing. it? Oh, uh, it was a good-sized tree. It was a good-sized tree, probably, um, I don't know, 6-inch six, six diameter type tree. Okay. 6 to 8-inch. That made a boom like that, when it fell know? in. Oh, and it was tall. It was probably, you know, 20 foot and it was hollowed and heavy and it just, it blew up when it <laughs> fell. And it, of course up there, you know how just noise travels oh, yeah. so much farther. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone on the mountain heard us that day. <laughs> so did the deer. So short, <laughs> no. Yeah. So shortly after that, this guy apparently comes walking up to Sam, crossbow in his hands, wearing a big old cowboy hat walks about 40 yards from him, looks up at him the whole way. Sam's waving at him. The guy just keeps walking right at him. He goes, hey, you guys all right? He's like, yeah. The guy literally just turns around and walks straight towards the slash where we expected the deer to come from. <laughs> oh, no, man. Yeah. So I'm like, listen, it's early enough. It's probably now 3 o'clock when he finally told me that story. I had no clue. Um, and And – you know, the guy probably did the right. He heard the tree fall. Maybe he heard us talking and laughing a little bit, like giggling like schoolgirls. I don't know how cl- close he was to us. Maybe he saw us walk up there. But, he, you know, he kind of did the right thing, checking on us, checking on our well-being, making sure. You know, you hear a tree fall, something like that. Nah, I mean, if people aren't screaming, I guess maybe you don't go check on them. But, uh, yeah, he, he did, and then he walked towards where we expected deer to come from, and I said, hey, man, it's early. Let's get out of here. You know, we'll climb down. We walked over a bunch of acorns on the way. And nothing I loved, but enough that I would hunt. Some fresh tops. I mean, they had just fed through there this morning. He's like, no, nah, let's stick it out. We're good. So those deer came in 45 minutes later. I'm sitting up in the tree kind of back and forth with him. We're joking. Um, and I look up, and there's a doe, 50 yards. Little one coming right at me. I'm like, oh game on let's go so i get my range finder 
hit it. It's like 50 yards. I had my GoPro with me and I hung it in a bare limb behind me just to see, you know, if something comes in, I'll put it to my left and maybe I'll catch it. So I turned that on, dropped my phone in the backpack. And as I leaned to my right, slightly enough, drop my phone, up pops the head of the mama doe. She's 25 yards. Snuck right in on me, probably behind that tree I was on the whole way in. I'm like, oh, no, not to my right. I have a whole uh, branch coming from one of those, I don't know, are they hemlocks, I'm guessing? Those are hemlocks? Yeah, I think there's hemlocks up there in that area. Yeah, so there's like a big hemlock branch coming out, and it's covered me. So I'm covered from my right. I'm good, no worries. But she saw something, and she popped her head up real quick, and she real quick went back to eating. So she feeds out in front of me 20 yards the little ones start feeding out around me. They stay about 40, 45, all in full cover. And at this point, I'm now realizing the tree I'm attached to, it wiggles out away from me. So my, you know, my tether line is pretty long and it's way out away from me. And this deer's at 20 yards in the wide open. In a normal setup, I could draw, sneak out around and just drop her. But in this setup, I can only shoot to my left because if I even start to go to the left, that thing is whipping me the whole way around the tree. And next thing you know, I'm dangling there like a jackass. <laughs> a pinata. Yeah, man. You know? So I'm like, oh boy, now I'm panicking a little bit. And I, I'm like, I'm just going to wait it out, see what happens. We have all day. And I don't know what happened, to be honest with you. Out of the blue, I mean, I had her head completely covered by that, you know, maybe eight inch little piece that I was on eight, eight inch tree, you know, that I was on, she was completely covered. The all right half of my body's covered by the bigger tree. I have maybe my left shoulder sticking out and, you know, maybe a piece of my leg sticking out to the left. And all of a sudden she just picks up and takes off. I mean, just barrels out of there, just real low snorting, like constantly, not loud enough like they do, but like real, real, real low. Uh, and I've never really seen them act that way. That was kind of weird. I'm not sure if she caught our ground scent because we walked in the exact same trail. And we stood around a while making sure we found the right acorns before we hunted it. So we kind of had to look for them a little bit with the ferns. And I don't know. Maybe she caught our scent. Maybe the wind shifted slightly. It was pretty constant all day long. So I don't think it was the wind. Maybe she saw me sticking out partially. I mean, she was weird, man. Have you ever seen a deer this early where you can see every single rib bone, her oh, shoulder yeah. bone, her everything. Like this deer looked unhealthy. Yeah, she should it's look pretty good unhealthy. this time of year, especially with as much food as that's down on the ground right now, man. That that is a little yeah. strange, but obviously it, she didn't she like had something. Like a belly. She had like a belly to her though. <sighs> Who you knows, know? man? Like a yeah. real low all of her weight was real low. Almost like a, a deer you would see still carrying a young, a young one in her. Like, that's almost what she looked like. And I'm thinking, are these little ones just like sucking the life out of her? Or what What am I witnessing here? I've never seen a deer like that quite, you know, other than the one with three legs that was starving to death. That was beyond, obviously not that bad. Yeah. But I'd never seen a deer where I could literally pick out the ribs I wanted to aim at. Oh, man. Like this. That's crazy, dude. She was a big doe, too. Like, big body, but, like, dude, 
really, really weird. I can't think of any doe that I've ever seen like that either, though. I mean, that three-legged one that we that we killed that one year, um, yeah, that one was pretty bad. But yeah, I can't think of. I mean, especially on a year like this year where there's so much food, there's no reason that she should be yeah. like, malnourished at all. I mean, that's that's a little crazy, but who who knows, yeah. man? You know, something was up. It was not not the healthiest of deer. Um, she had something going on, but I. I don't know if anybody's listening to this and they know or they've seen something similar and they have any kind of real information on that, reach out to us because I'd love to know. I've, I, To my knowledge, this is the first time I've seen such a thing where when she came in, I noticed there's her leg bone goes up, there's her scapula, there's her ribs, there's her backbone. Like you could see and pick out the skeleton, but yet she had this big like spot belly. I, I, it was weird. That's strange, man. Watch we're just really dumb and they all look like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. No. I don't know. I saw I've seen some deer since then. They looked a lot healthier. Yeah, I'm sure they did. <laughs> Most of them usually do. That's just that's a strange situation. But Yeah. Yeah. Was that, that uh That was it, man. That, that was, was it. That was my first day. Yeah. yeah I, like I said, we thought that rain was coming. Um we got word that Joe had doubled up on on a couple doe. Sweet. Sweet. And, yep. And then we decided, you know, we were going to get down and just sneak our way out, hunt our way out. Because at this point now, we have one guy to our left who is basically blocking any deer from coming that direction. We have our wind blowing behind us. And we have a deer now that blew off to the right through that bedding. At this point, our odds are pretty low. But yeah. We stuck it out till, I don't know, 6, 6.30 got down and we crept our way out and that guy was walking out as well the dude with the, the cowboy hat time. yeah yeah <laughs> dude well all right so a couple of thoughts on that guy appreciate him coming and checking on people because that that's solid that's a solid dude for checking on him i mean yeah he kind of like came in but you know there's other guys in there a tree fell just check on him i mean that that was that was solid right. that was fine it was first day of season anyway but uh number two that dude is a badass if he's just walking around in Pennsylvania with a cowboy hat shooting a crossbow shit. Um, <laughs> that's just, I shouldn't say he's a badass. It's just hilarious, honestly. Um, yeah. Pretty cool. Good for that dude, honestly. Good for him. Funny story on that guy. This is not our first encounter with him. He actually is one of the camps real close to ours. Yeah. Um, we've come to find out. Uh, uh, our buddy Burks, the first year I brought him up there. I, I set him up, um, and this guy walked directly underneath him. Um, did basically the same thing, walked right underneath him, right past him. Same thing, middle of the day or middle of the morning hunt, just creeping around. Creeping Walking around, around with his crossbow. And a, and, a, and a crossbow. Black <laughs> cowboy hat. Well, it could have been a cow, he could have been a camo cowboy hat, you know? Yeah. Yep. Black leather. Good googly moogly, man. That's just exactly, that's like the quintessential Pennsylvania hunter. <laughs> yeah yeah and if i told you who they were you would laugh and you'd probably understand yeah i'm sure um, we won't out once we found out <laughs> once we found out we're like yeah that guy's a good dude but we understand now no big deal yeah quit creeping you know, around with your crossbow land. bro <laughs> it, it's just amazing how much we run into these same people whenever we're deer hunting it's pretty consistent that's funny man holy year smash. after year but I mean, you have 
how many thousands of acres and we keep bumping into the same people. Yeah. What is that up there? 80,000 acres. Yeah. That's a ton much. of property. Go anywhere you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Go four miles that way. On each other. Yeah. At some point we just need to share camp with them and say, Hey, look, we're circling these big areas. Can you just, you know, show us where you're going to be and then we'll just avoid them or, yeah. you know, what can, what can we do here? Because nobody's coming up here to run into other hunters. Like, that's why we're up here in archery season. Well, I mean, then the uh, fact is, too, I mean, think about it. I mean, what's he doing during the week that you guys aren't seeing? Is he walking around through areas that you're, right? you know, he's putting, like, unnecessary pressure on areas, just walking around in the morning. I mean, that's just. Yeah. I mean, Gun season, I understand taking your gun for a walk for some, or something like that. There's already a lot mm -hmm. of pressure in the seasons, you know, past. But early first season, day first day archery, walking around with your crossbow, probably not the best tactic. Two out of three years? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little weird. That's that's a pattern, bud. Yeah, that's a pattern. Yeah. Hey, you remember the uh, the trio that hunted through us down in 2B a couple few years ago? Yeah, I do. Creeping around two yeah. uh, upright bows and a crossbow? <laughs> Googling that's what this reminded me of <laughs> just crazy sauce dude <laughs> that's hilarious oh okay well that was blood i mean was struck. yeah yeah absolutely you know yeah blood was struck joe got two john got one we killed three deer as a group it wasn't a bad wasn't a bad first day we've had a lot worse definitely definitely no that's solid that's solid well we shouted at them let's shout out a couple more people who shot some deer man ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Sure, sure. I mean, first and foremost, uh, I think only the two people that um, really stand out to me that, that shot box, and I'm sorry if I forgot anybody, but our boy Rick Fennel from Grip and Grin. Yeah. He shot his Pennsylvania buck with uh, traditional equipment. Nice he's so pointer. awesome, man. Go back and listen to that well, episode. I mean, what with a them. guy. Yeah, he's awesome. And then our, our buddy, the Prince of the South, Chase Prince. Chase Prince shot a, shot a real good one, man. He did. The Iceman strikes, man. I mean, yeah. what was it, two years ago he shot like 400 inches or something like that? An unbelievable number of inches. Yeah. For uh, for, for Florida. Florida, yeah, for Florida. I mean, that would be unbelievable for anywhere, but Florida, let alone yeah, especially us yeah. for Pennsylvania, that'd be really unbelievable. Yeah, especially <laughs> since we only have one buck tag. <laughs> yeah, 
That's crazy, though, you better man. Better be traveling, boys. <laughs> yeah. But another shout-out, man. Our boy Justin Rigg put down a doe opening day. that He shot it right in the middle of that rainstorm we were talking about. He sure did. Yeah. He smacked him with the combat vet, man. Yeah, died within sight. I mean, you can't ask for a better one there, bud. How awesome is that? That is pretty awesome. And then, awesome. Uh, you know, one other one that stands out, too, is Pick Diesel. Yeah, dude. Rutten River Pursuits. Yeah. He That's shot a nice awesome. doe. Yeah, he did. Big old nanny doe. It was a big old nanny doe. Absolutely. Oh, and I know. Um, you know what? I just brought up to my attention. I think, pretty sure, like Grant Thorny shot a nice buck this year already. Um, in Maryland. Good for and him. And I want to say some of the guys from in the presence have shot some nice bucks already. Maryland and Lane was out west. Lane Hausner, he was out west. He shot either him or one of his. I think his buddy shot a nice elk. Nice. So I mean, they're yeah, dude. I, I totally forgot about the those couple as well. We gotta gotta give our Eastern PA boys some love too. Absolutely, know? man. I mean, and you, if you just want to keep rolling on that train, did you see Clint Casper's son shot a freaking yeah. stud, dude? How awesome! That is so How sweet, awesome man. That? that is yep. so awesome. Oh, you, dude, look, I, we could go all day probably. You know, Rachel's uh, Rachel's husband brought out a youth hunter and uh, shot. A buck as well. Yeah, dude, Biddy Boo, she shot a nice mule deer too. Yeah, she <laughs> shot a mule deer. Their party shot some elk. I mean, yeah. they had a, a killer uh, killer trip out west, and they came back and, and got a youth hunter involved and, and, and got one down. And, I mean, geez, that's pretty pretty awesome, man. It's been, like we said from the beginning of this episode, this cold weather has just been phenomenal. There are people out there just taking advantage of it. Oh, yeah. And you know, and it's a good time to say anybody out there, if you're shooting deer, doe, buck, send us some pictures, man. We want to see it. We want to shout you out. We want to, you know, share it on social media. We want to do all that. So I'm sure we're forgetting so many people too, man. I've been scrolling through Facebook and Instagram. I mean, there's just, I mean, it's like deer after deer after deer and there's so many Mm -hmm. and there's some great bucks that have hit the ground already. And I mean, it's been a pretty good season. And, you know, that being said, I mean, you've also had a pretty good season so far, too. I mean, we had our opening day. Nothing really came about it for either one of us. But, you know, you went out in the early season. I went out, too. But you had quite a time, man. I did. I had quite a trip uh, <laughs> down to public land in 2B. Uh, I snuck out. It was a Monday before or after work. Uh, I figured I'd get out now to kind of preface this with, me and uh, Mikey Fennel from Grip and Grim, we went out. We met down there the week prior, and we went in. He ended up uh, getting a shot at, at a doe, and unfortunately hit that limb. I think we talked about it on that podcast that night, right? So Definitely. I, I had some. Uh, I had a little bit of history for this year already on what to kind of look for when I went in. So I got in there. It was a little bit later than I wanted to be, but at the same time, the wind was perfect. Today it was steady. Uh, right up the hill so I took the high ground got to the top of the bridge started to walk right down the deer trail it's super quiet and I was gonna go kind of where we were but I was gonna move slightly and I I know I was talking to you guys a little bit about it on the way in and I was just like if I don't see the sign I'm gonna keep moving sure enough got in there did not see the acorns I was used to seeing so I just kept walking and sure enough I, I kind of started playing it slow because we bumped deer walking in last time. Yeah. And I look up, there's four legs walking through the woods. But okay, 
here we go. There's a deer. We're like, we're already in the game. I'm poloing you guys on, on the Patreon polo, uh, you know, just like the whole play by play. I'm standing behind a huge tree like, yeah, this deer's at 45 yards. Can't get a shot. She's feeding back and forth. And sure enough, I, you know, three or four times I almost drew back on her. I was like, that's just, it's too far. It's, it's windy. Um, I can get closer. I know I can get closer. She had her head down just feeding in circles. Sure enough, she finally feeds, and she starts to work away from me. So at this point, I know from my tree and these, these oaks in there, I mean, they're 100-year-old oaks. They're huge, huge oak trees. You could hide both of us behind it, shoulder to shoulder, and we could shoot off of each side, and deer would never know. So I have one to my left, and then I don't have anything for about – uh, 10 to 15 yards and then there's another giant tree so i jump over to the next one start picking my route she continues to feed away from me head down the whole way so i I'm like you know what it's now or never she's probably gonna leave anyways and worst comes to worst i'll get to this next tree and i'll find a spot and i'll climb up and hope they feed back out i mean it's, it's still early enough that i have two and a half three hours left to play so I start creeping down, and she goes behind just enough play in that ridge with enough foliage that I was just like, you know, I'm going for it. I started creeping, like, real low. Not crawling, but I was down in my catcher's stance, just kind of taking step at a step, you know, one at a time. And she gets behind this that big tree I was telling you about. I jumped up and literally just took off towards that tree. Now, we had probably 15, 18 mile per hour winds when it gusted. Um, with like a six, seven, eight mile per hour steady. So it was windy enough. She wasn't hearing me. Yeah, definitely. Ran right up to that tree, and I stood there, and I didn't move just in case she heard anything at all. And sure enough, I peek out to the left. She's still feeding, head down 30 yards. Like, oh, I close the distance. This is perfect. She starts to feed away from me back into the area where she came out of when me and Mikey were in there. And I'm like, oh, dang it, I did all this work. It's not even going to work after all this. Well, here I, keep, I can see there's another deer coming out there. I'm like, okay, we're good. We're good. Calm down. This other deer is coming right at me. Closing the distance, 30 yards, 25 yards, turns broadside. Well, I'm on the left side of the tree. I need to be on the right side of the tree. So I take a couple steps, get to the right side of the tree, I peek out. The deer is standing there perfect. I go to slide over, and I was going to draw. It turns away from me takes a couple steps backwards, starts feeding, and stops. So I'm like, okay, where's that other one? I reach, I lean back to the left, and she's gone. Like, oh, no, where'd that deer go? And I lean back to the right. She's standing there 25 yards broadside feeding. I mean, right there. Yeah, man. Oh, shit. So I I step back, draw behind the tree, and I just kind of lean out, take maybe – a stutter step. I don't even remember at this point. I was kind of blacking out, but I, I just kind of leaned out, got steady, settled it in. She took two steps, front leg forward, gave me the most ideal, perfect, you know, deer target in the yard at 25 yards is what I shoot 99% of the time here. You know, it's like the first shot I start with. And she gave it to me and I just pumped one through. I mean, I just slipped one straight through her perfect right behind the shoulder. I mean, absolute money, everything you want to see. The deer just takes off stumbling down through the woods. And I think I saw a tail flick 
in the direction and I didn't hear or see anything. So I was all pumped up, started pulling you guys, started Snapchatting, you know, you, know, you got you to celebrate first year of the year. I was pretty fired up, went out, grabbed my arrow, went back to the tree and I said, you know what, I was going to climb this tree, forget it. I'm just going to sit right here. I mean, I don't need to climb a tree at this point. I got a deer that I'm 90% sure is down. I don't want to mess with climbing, tearing down at the end of the night, looking for a deer in the dark. I'm by myself. So I sit down, talking to all you guys, giving you the updates, showing you the rundown. And sure enough, about 45 minutes to an hour later, here comes another deer out of the same spot. And I think it was the one that was with the one I shot initially because from me being behind that tree when I shot her, I mean, dude, you couldn't even hear that bow go off. It was so quiet and everything happened so clean that that deer had no clue what happened. And she comes feeding right back in. I'm like, all right, well, cool. I'm going to shoot a second deer. So she comes in, she gets the 30 yards. And I decided to make a ballsiest move of the night. It was ballsy as shit too, man. <laughs> Pulled out my phone and started the live pull-up feed for you guys. The angle kind of sucked because I was on the ground and I had nothing to lean it up against. So I'm trying to lean it up against like my quiver laying on the ground. It's falling. And I knew you guys weren't, weren't really going to know what I was doing at first until I pulled out the rangefinder, clicked it 30 yards, put it away. Drew back on this deer. It had no clue I was there. But when I drew back, it started to walk and face directly at me. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't have a shot right now. There's like a little bush in the way. And I'm holding. I was, I was holding for a little bit. It felt like forever. I'm sure it felt uh, like I forever because I was sitting there watching it. And I was like, oh, bud, yeah. his arms are going to feel funny tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally get a chance. She turns broadside, gives me a shot. I let it loose. The nocturnal doesn't go off on this one. I have no clue where I hit this deer. But it ran away in pain. I mean, you could tell that deer was was hit hard. And it sounded good. I mean, it sounded like that watermelon sound you want to hear when you bust it through uh, the diaphragm. You know, I mean, that's that's what you want to hear, that hollowed watermelon sound. Yeah, I heard it on the polo. I was like, oh, dude, good shot, good shot. I was like, immediately mm -hmm. I just knew. Yep. So I saw my arrow go through her, skip up through the air, and it was standing straight up and down in a bush behind where she was standing. Went and checked it. It had a little weird scent to it. Um, it wasn't the same blood as the first one. And I knew the first one was perfect, perfect. But there was blood everywhere. I was, all right, cool. Now, I, now the work starts. So I start to try to track that first one. And it looks like it's about to storm. I mean, there's thunder, lightning. It, it's coming. Oh, you got to be kidding me. I'm, you know, I'm trying to reach out. Can anybody get me a deer cart? Can anybody help me out here? And I'm, I'm kind of stumbling all over down there. And it, it's, it's open in areas, but it's also real thick with uh, ground cover. So it's kind of hard. And I'm not seeing any blood. Now, the floor is like that second year of leaf debris and um, that real dark ground where like all the leaves and everything just kind of crushed into compost almost if you know what i'm talking about yeah definitely so it's real dark and blood on it at this point has been dried for an hour hour and a half um it's i'm not finding anything 
And I hit her perfect. I'm like, where is the blood? So I went down to where I thought I saw her. I'm looking all around and I don't see her. So I start coming back up and now I'm starting to do my half circles. I'm like, okay, let me go back to the arrow, just slow down, find some blood. I start on the trail. And then sure enough, I start taking deer trails and I'm not finding anything. I'm like, I remember seeing the tail to the left. And I had made a mark in my mind when I shot her that there was some kind of root mass or something up in the air and she ran just to the left of it. So I'm looking from down there and I'm kind of putting it all together and I can see where I'm at. I'm seeing where this thing is. I marked and I take like two steps and she's laying piled up right there. Oh. And the reason I never found blood is because she went, she just barreled through everything. Like that whole part must have just left my mind after all the chaos of the second shot. She barreled straight through all the thick shit. Oh man. That's yeah, awesome. That's a good up. ending to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that right there, find that first one. I, I took a deep breath, calmed down. I was like, all right, we're good. Second one, there's blood everywhere. I think it's a good shot. I don't think that deer's going very far. The way it ran off, it's it's a smaller deer. It's not making it very far. So I pulled her up to my tree, started going out, start pulling back and forth with you at some point. And you were gonna come down and help me. Yeah, you man. You were gonna bring a you were gonna bring a deer cart. Yeah. Me. I was trying to put Logan down and I was gonna throw the deer cart in and head on down mm-hmm. there, man. I was like, All right, cool man, let's you know, whatever and then I'll I'll see if I can find a second one and it was about the same time, if not seconds, before you sent that pull about, hey, man, if it's going to rain, you might want to start tracking that I had already been on the track of the second one, just blood pouring everywhere. And it went, I mean, both there maybe went 50 yards and piled up. So I got that one, got it cleaned up, pulled it to the tree. And then from there, I was like, I'm going to go out, drop all my stuff out of the truck. It starts pouring on me. I mean, just downpouring rain on top of me. I'm like, I don't even care at this point. I'm good. I got my vest on. I got the 150 long sleeve on underneath. I'm solid. You, you can't even bother me at this point. Covering all my stuff that I don't want to get wet with my uh, hard scrabble jacket. Get to the truck. I was waiting for you, and I was like, you know what? Forget it, dude. By the time you even get out of here, it's not going to be worth it. Like, I don't want you wasting your time driving an hour and a half you know, to this spot and and back for a matter of two minutes, walking in, load them up and walk out. So I just did, I went in, grabbed one up, drug it out to the road, laid it beside the road. My truck was probably parked 50 yards away, ran back in, grabbed the second one, hauled its ass out. And this is where it gets kind of sketchy, <laughs> not sketchy in a bad way, but funny because dude, you're in, a rural area of Pittsburgh, right? I mean, like an outskirt of Pittsburgh. You don't know what people think of deer hunters at that point. That's true. Anytime I go in the gas station or the Chick-fil-A with camouflage on, I'm looked at like I'm some kind of murderous man with blood all over my face, right? And typically, in all fairness, I do go in there with blood on my hands. So maybe they have something. <laughs> <laughs> so I get out. And I get the second one out. I see lights and everything. And I'm thinking, did someone call the cops on me? Like, did they not know what I'm doing here? On this, I mean, it's game lands. What, like, what is going on? And I look, and it's the UPS driver. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I run over, grab my truck, 
backed it up. He pulled in up to the neighbor's driveway, up the street. I'm like, backed up. And, I mean, it's basically game land, private land, right there. They butt up next to each other. I'm right basically on the line pulling these things out. So I backed the truck up past the driveway. He went up, start throwing deer up in there. Thank God they had these big bushes along the driveway to kind of block them from seeing me because God only knows what he would have thought or saw or, you know, reported me. Who knows? You, you, you just never know. But I thought it was hilarious. I'm just over here chucking deer into the back of the truck as fast as I can. Close the tailgate, jump in, and I take off. I'm like, man, that's just – it's better to be – unheard unseen you know with all that stuff down there do your job keep it clean stay off people's radars and you know hunting will remain what we love and our sacred sport of what we do right that's my mindset anyways i don't want to piss anyone off i don't want to be on anyone's radar i just want to go down there get some deer from my freezer and that's it yeah, man. Honestly, though, too, regardless of to be or not, I want to be discreet most of the time. Right. I mean, what in, unless it's on property that I have permission on and they know exactly what I'm doing and why I'm there, I want to be like 100% discreet. Like if I see somebody drive yeah. by, I'm like, I'm ducking. I don't want anybody to know that I'm there or not that I'm on like somewhere that I'm not allowed to be or anything like that. Most of the time I'm hunting public land. Um, but I do have those private pieces and you know, I don't, I think you have a couple stickers on your truck. I keep my truck completely like clean. I don't want anybody to know that I'm hunting. Like if, if I could afford it, I would have like a station wagon or something like that. Just like my little discreet, like hunting (laughs) rig, like honestly, but, um, no, I think that's kind of like the best policy, man. Be discreet, get in, get out, do what you got to do. And, you know, don't let, I mean, keep them none the wiser realistically. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's it from my experience down there. I mean, I was hunting that rural neighborhood, uh, you know, not that same spot where I killed my deer, but a different spot after some, you know, some deer that I was targeting. And I had the cops called on me just for parking there because they thought I was hunting an area that was like, if you even saw the area, you'd be like, that's ridiculous. Nobody can even hunt in there. But, yeah, I had the cops call on me. I called the cops back. They left me a note on my windshield just to call them to clear things up. Told them yeah. where I was hunting. Told them I had permission to be in there. And everything was good to go. But it's just like experiences like that I don't want to have. I don't want to deal with those those kind of people. That's why I hate doing it. I mean, it's – yeah, it's great. You know, the guy – like the sequin guys and what they do. And, and I'm sure they deal with some really bad people every once in a while, you know. I'd rather not. I'd just rather not. I don't want to do that when I'm hunting. It's not what I'm out here for. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. Oh, man. It was was awesome, dude. I mean, what a way to start a season. I made a goal this year to kill four deer. I'm two down. Halfway there, man. Holy smokes. And we're we're one week into the statewide season. So, I mean, um, still a little nervous. I'm not going to say I'm – anymore i mean i'm obviously a little more far ahead but then i should be but um i was blessed to kill a couple nice ones and i got meat you know i'm gonna be enjoying some some nice backstraps and tenderloins and all that nice fresh deer meat awesome dude that is uh that's what i like to hear man are you do you have any plans for this weekend you ready to go out you ready to rock so early i'm trying to get over it is early, but I'm trying to get over this little head cold thing. I don't even know what it is that's going on right now. I, 
I, I've been beating my body up. I've been out quite a bit. I mean, I went out Monday. I went out uh, when I went first day, then the following Monday, and then I went out at least once or twice more this past week. So I've been hitting it a little bit. I, I did get out one more time. I saw a little four-point, saw some dough, um, figured out that they cut a little bit more of our property. And now I'm I'm kind of at a loss, but Saturday I got a plan. I got some deer on camera, some does that are coming through pretty regularly that uh, I might try to get Sam on, see if he can go smack one. And I might go do something crazy and try to disappear on the edge of a swamp. I like the sounds of that, my man. Yep. So that's kind of my plan for the weekend. We'll see what happens. I got a lot between then and now, but uh, probably won't get out tomorrow. Well, today when this airs, I probably won't get out Friday, but I'll be out Saturday. So I don't know about the morning. I'm not crazy about morning hunts still even. It's a little early for the right game plan. And yeah, if we have the right wind yeah, and, and I can sneak into an area where I know it's a good transition spot, I'll do it. But access is, is pretty tough for mornings locally. Yeah. I got a lot going on this weekend, so I think, honestly, I think I'm going out Saturday morning. I don't think I'm going to be doing an evening hunt. We got some stuff playing okay. with the family and stuff, but I got some plans. I have too many options of places to hunt, so I am uh, trying to narrow them down. And I'm sure yep. for a fact that I will overthink it, and we'll see where it goes from there, my man. Same. You might be better off just flipping a coin and, Playing the best place where you think the you know the best food or closest to betting. I mean, I'm probably gonna hit some going betting and try and get them coming private. back from the food. Um, but yeah. we'll see how it is. I'm not gonna like hunt a buck bet or anything like that. I'm just gonna kind of get in on the route back to the betting and see you know kind of hope for the best for this yeah. one. But uh, man, there's there's a lot of season left. I'm excited for it. There are so many you know good days to come. I mean, it's so early. But I'm excited. The weather's been good. I think this season's going to be one for the books, man. And, you know, knock on wood, but I am excited. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't even want to bring it up because we know we could have a, a year like it was a few years ago where it was 89 degrees in, you know, November 2nd through 8th. So I, I hope that's not the case here. I hope we continue to have good cold weather and people keep laying them down and, and if they do, good luck to everyone out there. And uh, let us know about it. Let us see them. We want to share it with your success, and we want to be a part of it. Absolutely. And I will throw this out there. It's probably a mistake. But in the uh, in the Marco Polo group that we have going on, I have a you know a running gesture where yeah. when somebody shoots a deer, I shotgun a beer. So I'm going to throw that out to our audience. If you send us a picture on one of our social media pages and you say, I want you to shotgun a beer. I will absolutely do it. Send you a video back. <laughs> there you go. And <laughs> I mean, he, he also does it shirtless upon request, but you have to pay for that. So you got to be in the Patreon group to get the good stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Hilarious, man. Hilarious. <laughs> I mean, so you don't spill on your shirt, right? Definitely. That's, a, that's the only reason I do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. That's so funny, man. But yeah, <laughs> guys, good luck out there. Be safe. If you're hunting out of a tree stand, wear your safety harness, shoot your bow, all this fun stuff that other podcasts say. That's it for this <laughs> week. <laughs> Until next week, man. The distraction is real. Let's go.